0: This episode is sponsored by our friend Snug Plug. You know I don't do many sponsorships. So when I do, you know that I believe in the product. We all face outlets sometimes that have loose connection. They just fall out. When you're doing your vacuuming or you're trying to charge your phone, it just falls right out of the wall. Well, now with Snug Plug, you don't need to worry about that anymore. You just insert that, and it'll be nice and snug. A wonderful invention that I think you should get as well. And you can support us here at the podcast by going to the affiliate link and getting yourself a Snug Plug. A big thank you to our sponsor, iFixit, who it fights for your right to repair and makes really cool tools in the process. If you need to fix your phone, laptop, or even a vacuum, iFixit has thousands of parts, tools, and free guides. Mercury Mercury
1: Stardust,
0: she's a beacon of hope in the darkest night. Mercury Mercury startups, she'll teach you how
2: to make it all alright.
0: Hi, my name is Mercury, and I'm the Trans Handy Ma'am. My pronouns are she, her, and I teach compassionate DIY. We're here to help renters, LGBTQIA members, and anyone who's feeling left out in a DIY space. Hey, guys, gals, and non-binary pals! Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of the Handy Mam Hotline. As always, I am joined by the standing The world renowned, the (laughs) ultimate (laughs) goddess of the universe, Maggie Conrad.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Maggie (laughs) I feel like this has turned from, like, actually introducing me into just being the most outrageous introduction that you can possibly yeah, think
0: of. Yeah, it kind of has. We, but also, I want you to know that typically Matt and I can coordinate. I, I never asked Matt what he was going to do for the intro, so... I went in thinking this was going to be, like, some magnificent, like... <laughs> like trumpet. the fireworks, like last Yeah, <laughs> well, I thought it was going to be, like, you know, rockets or fireworks or maybe trumpet fair. Pew, 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 so <laughs> here I am, just, like, queuing you up, Maggie. <laughs> just, like, making sure everyone knew how amazing you were. <laughs>
2: and <laughs> oh. Matt says, here's a cock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is the (laughs) second episode in a row, Maggie, where we're leading with the cock, Maggie. I'm
2: sorry, Jesus, we're
0: trying to be PG now. There is an
2: explicit marker on the episode. Well, it better be. Listen to your own. Hey,
0: everybody, if you're tuning in for the very first time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. I am sorry. Thanks for being here. (laughs) Uh, My
0: name is Mercury Stardust. I'm the trans handyman. Okay, we are going to answer about, what, five questions Mm -hmm. today. None of these questions I'm going to listen to right now. Have I listened to before? I never know what we're going into when we're answering these questions. So sometimes there are questions that are in my wheelhouse as a person who's been doing this for like 16 some odd years, or sometimes I have no idea what I'm talking about. (laughs) And we have to look things up and we got to, you know, do our best. But we're always honest with the information we know and we always do the best we can. That all being said, before we begin, Maggie, Mm -hmm. did you have a good week? I did. Did you? Yeah, we were good. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, I feel pretty good. I don't, By the time you're listening to this podcast, I'm not positive, but we probably are closer to our $1 million goal yeah. for trans health care by trans people for trans people. The Point of Pride $1 million trans health fundraiser we are doing on the good old-fashioned Tiki Talk. We're doing a live stream on March 30th at 4 p.m. Central Time mm-hmm. that will last 30 hours until March 31st at 10 p.m. Central Time. Mm-hmm. And me and a jury alluring skull... On TikTok, are going to join forces here in Tropical Madison, Wisconsin, and we're going to hang out for 30 straight hours without sleeping and trying to raise. Well, ho- hopefully, one...
2: there will be a nap. There yeah. is not going to be. Please take a nap. I can't believe. <laughs> I don't know. This is
0: what's so wild about me. I designed this live stream last year, right? Mm-hmm. And the whole point of it was I was kind of I was kind of torturing myself, yeah. on purpose in order to raise money, and everybody tells me, oh, take a nap. Then why the fuck are we doing a 30-hour live stream? You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, we could do, well, how would we do seven 10-hour live streams in seven days? How about that? That's so much easier. (laughs) Let's do that, okay? But everyone's like, no, take a nap. In the 30, the whole point is to do the straight forward 30-hour live stream. (laughs) Everyone's like, oh, you should take a nap. It defeats the point, you know?
2: Well, to be fair, at one point you said you wanted to take a nap. Yeah, so. I know, but it has changed, Maggie. It has changed. That's good to know. I'm glad I know that. Now. Yeah, no, you know,
0: <laughs> I might actually, and I'm taking like a. <clears throat> I think last year I took a 20 minute nap yeah. or something, right? Well, because
2: I remember somebody else was on the live, and I realized you were still asleep, and I was at home, so I like ran. <laughs> <laughs> across town real quick yeah. to wake you up for like the next thing that was supposed to happen
0: <laughs> I might end up taking a, a an hour or two hour nap depending on what jory wants to do yeah we might give each other a little bit of time because yeah. it is it is hard it is it's hard i think what jo- jory is has said over and over again to us, That she does not sleep on a regular basis. And she
2: does really well when she doesn't sleep. (laughs) But what I
0: think that is missed by this is the way that our live stream runs. Yeah. And the way that we raise money on our live streams is that like we are basically carnival barkers Mm -hmm. for 30 straight hours. The way that you do this on TikTok is you repeat the same things. You're auctioneers. Yeah, you're auctioneers because the average person who's a follower of mine will watch for about one minute and 40 some seconds Mm. or one minute and 20 seconds right that means i have one minute and 20 seconds to explain why we're doing this live stream Mm -hmm. who is going to help how it's going to help why you should support it and then to get you to actually support it yeah i got that's not a lot of time so that means i got to like rapid-fired you know, and be like, hey, um support trans health care by trans people for trans people through a point of pride, blah, And it just repeats and it's just circle over and over again. Yeah. And it can get really tiring. And then it, you'll get moments where you have nothing left. And then you just need to just coast and just have conversations with people because yeah. you're not doing really well. And then you'll you'll have moments where you, I mean last year we raised like, what, like thirty thousand in, in one last hour? hour? Yeah. We're gonna I did the math, though. If we get $200,000 prior to the fundraiser on March 30th, right, mm-hmm. we will need to go 30 straight hours by raising $26,000 every hour. Per hour. Yep. Isn't that wild? Well, we're going to see. We're going to see. <laughs> Maybe they're listening to this podcast right now in the future. Which, of course, and they are already
2: biggest. donating $30 and, each. Yeah. And then, <laughs> but
0: maybe we already hit the goal. We don't know. Oh. Maybe we hit 10 million and we don't even know. <laughs> yeah. There you go. All right, Maggie, are you ready for the very first question of the day? Yep. Let's do it.
1: Hi, Mercury. My name is Becca. My pronouns are she, her. I am a renter. I live in like a corporate apartment complex. My unit is on the second floor, which is the top floor. And there are raccoons that live in the ceiling above me. I know this because I can literally sit by one of my windows and watch them come and go at, you know, the certain time of evening when they become active. I have reported this to the leasing office. A lot of times I have photographic evidence and I just can't get anyone to do anything about it. Is there anything I can do on my own to try to help a problem with animals living in the ceiling. Is there a way I can escalate this? I'd appreciate any insights about these tenants that live above me that I am not fond of. Thank you, and I love the podcast. Be well. Oh, my
0: God. Oh Lord. Becca, that is... <laughs> Wow. I, I, I was listening to it and was not expecting raccoons are living above me in my ceiling. <laughs> I was not expecting that. That has to be one of the most wild quals yeah. we've ever gotten. Yeah. So first and foremost, Maggie, do you know anything about like, you know, corporate office you know, living arrangements and what that would entail in this aspect, like what the lease would look like?
2: The only thing, you know, as far as like corporate goes, is that you have your property manager and then, you know, obviously go to whoever is above that. Right, you want to go to the corporate office. Okay, so if you like, if that's it's, what I was thinking. If it's like HR or yeah. gosh, I don't even know who particular, in, but like definitely go above. Yeah, whoever you've been talking to. Yeah,
0: because I think in this. Well, you, you could also take this to court. I think yeah. that. Oh yeah, I think this is pretty well documented from what Becca said, and I also think that like depending on how long this went on and how, how long it's been since the first email, they might be violating a code. Yeah, because you only have. I don't know. I don't know. Raccoons living above you in your ceiling kind of seems like a priority you might want to deal with. Yeah. Also, I don't even understand because I feel like you can call animal control mm. and you could, I mean. Oh,
2: yeah. They could come out and give right them a ticket. For, right. Isn't that? Something like yeah, that. Yeah. I think
0: they could. I'm not really sure how that works, but I also am confused why they wouldn't just do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But all that being said, now that we've talked about like, the legal things and. Maybe going to HR, getting some type of like, you know, tenant resources involved. I don't know how that works in a corporate sense. Yeah. But all that stuff is good. That's all good knowledge to have. I never know how practical that stuff is because like it it might not go the way you need to and Mm -hmm. you're still going to be stuck with raccoons in your ceiling. So let's like talk about like how to get the raccoons out of your ceiling, what steps you can actually do. I think the first thing I would say is that like the thing that we talked about, animal control. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. They might be interested in hearing about this. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is not that uncommon for them, but extremely uncommon for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't get called for this right. as a technician. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would probably call somebody to remove, well, how much did, like, several of them? It was, like, a yeah, family of...
2: definitely said, like, raccoons, and they come and go. So, oh it's gosh. likely more than one.
0: Mm, okay. So... I mean, there are, so it depends on what you want to do here. And also, how big is this building? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they, they said that there were a lot on the top floor, right? Right. So this is like, they're on the roof, basically.
2: They're on the second, it's only two stories.
0: Oh, okay.
2: They're on the second floor, which is the top.
0: So they're living in the, how are they getting in?
2: Yeah, there must be like yeah, like a vent see that's the thing cover that's,
0: yeah, that's that a, has been removed. That's not gonna be good for so many reasons. If so yeah. they can get in, right? Yeah. I have a lot of questions. If they can get in. Yeah. So like even from a maintenance standpoint, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Like, is i am mean, hey, don't go on the roof. Do you know what I mean? Like don't yeah. don't I I, I if, if you're a renter, I this is one of those where I'm gonna put a hard line in the sand. And I'm going to say you should not be fixing this problem. Right. Right. I want to say you should fix this problem. Right. If you're a homeowner, if you're a homeowner, then I would say, you know, if you have a camera of some kind, you know, put like a, a camera on top of your roof in a way that's going to angle it where they usually are. And make sure it has a good nightlight camera on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, baby monitor would work decently well. And then just wait. And then see how they're accessing the inside of your fucking roof. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then go out there and, you know, make sure they can seal the hole. Make sure they're not there during the day, though. You don't yeah. want to seal them in. That's right. like the worst thing you could do. Make sure they're out. Right. And then the, the question would be to how to seal up how to whatever they're getting into, how to prevent it from them mm-hmm. from getting into it. But you're probably going to need to clean it out. And and I would
2: talk to or look for somebody in the city. There's usually some kind of like inspector or housing, you know, coordinator or something like that, that you could escalate this to. Because if it's like a a health issue, you know, because like they bring in disease and they're leaving behind feces and all of those things, you don't know what they're bringing into the home. That could be, a, like, a code violation that then they would basically tell I, the property that you have to fix this within a yeah. certain amount of time or you'll I, be...
0: I got to be honest. I think that a property manager probably thinks that they're, like, like exaggerating. Mm. I, I I think that, like, after knowing <laughs> a lot of property managers I've known over mm-hmm. the years... I can literally hear one or two of them in my ear right now. <laughs> be like, oh, god, this person, you know what I mean? Like they're always oh, complaining yeah. about raccoons in their ceiling. You know what I mean? Like that's ridiculous. I, hey, I will tell you this right now. Nothing would surprise me in maintenance. Yeah, as far right. as like, if you tell me there's raccoons in your ceiling, I'm going to believe you. Um, mm-hmm. Because like I've seen some crazy things over the years. That does not surprise me, you know? But property managers... Who make the work orders? I don't know. You know what I mean. <laughs> uh, they might not take it seriously. So yeah, I don't know. I I I I say, especially if it's not all the time, if it's inconsistent, it would be hard for the technicians to, you know, because how do you how do you take care of that problem? You know mm-hmm. what I mean. You need to catch them in the act, yeah, or in catch mold, them. In yeah,
2: control would have to remove them and bring them somewhere else, and yeah. then maintenance would have to seal off. Whatever entrance.
0: 100%. Yeah, because even if you catch them, it doesn't mean you're not going to have other problems.
2: Yeah, but I think that, like, I don't know a whole lot about animal control, but I do believe that there are certain, like, things that you have to do, especially as, like, a multiple unit building, that if they're not. You know, if they come out and remove the raccoons, then they have to work with the property manager to make sure that the problem is solved. Because if they have to come back out again, then they can get fined. Again, I'm, I'm just kind of going off of what I, you know, the little bit that I know about animal control. So I would I would definitely call animal control, talk to anybody in the city that you can and go above your property manager's head in any way that you can.
0: Yeah, go above their head like the raccoons are above yours. <laughs>
2: yeah! Oh, shit! I did! Set up shop at their ceiling! I spiked that one! Oh! Maggie, you that set it That was great. I was like,
0: oh, Maggie did a great setup. And I got so excited. <laughs> I got so excited about that joke. All right, we answered that pretty good, right, yeah, I Maggie?
2: Think,
0: I think so. Oh, uh, Mercury got 25 points right out of the gate.
2: Woo! And please update us. I would love to hear. Honestly, the saga of the raccoons.
0: That's that's a really I really want to know what that's like in three months. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because right now I'm assuming they called recently, so I'm guessing that's in winter. And what that's yeah. gonna be like, like in, come in the spring. Mm. Oh yeah, my especially god, with babies. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, I love raccoons. They're so cute, but they should not be living in your in yeah, your dwelling. No, no <laughs> I mean
0: it sounds cute and kind of you know silly, but it's probably not. No, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like it's. It would drive me nuts to hear them up in there, but also like you don't know when they're gonna pop
2: out, <laughs> fall through the ceiling, no. <laughs> just well, raccoon plop. <laughs> yeah,
0: I would be worried that they're, they're, they're in the air vents and stuff yeah. too. I would be worried that they're doing just all kinds of dumb mm-hmm. shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Raccoons will get into everything. They're just, and that's the thing. Like as a, former technician, I will tell you that one of my least favorite animals to deal with. And they can what get like,
2: stuck in the walls. If they're up in the ceiling, they can get down into between the between the drywall well, yeah. and get stuck. No one hundred die in there or leave a bunch of Well, okay, sh- let's go let's go to the meatly <laughs>
0: Jesus, Maggie. We were just wrapping up this question. <laughs> <laughs> we we just, Be aware of the
2: raccoons dying
1: we in your were walls.
0: just about to leave this question and maggie Sorry, just y'all. drops the hardcore bomb <laughs> oh they're gonna die in your walls <laughs> <laughs> jesus <laughs> matt, <laughs> matt play the next fucking question
3: hi my name is jillian she her from columbus ohio and i have a question kind of a weird one. There may not be an answer to it, but that's what my if there's not. I just figured if there's one person needs need to ask, it's my handyman. So here is the pitch. Me and my girlfriend moved in together into a townhome last August, and we're going to renew our lease upcoming here because I just got into pharmacy school. Yay, very exciting. And the thing is that so it's our townhome, and then you know we, it's kind of like there's four of them in a row, you know, like all in the same building, but there's four separate like apartments, townhomes, you know. So. The walls are pretty thin and our one neighbor has two really cute dogs, but they do bark an awful lot. And our other neighbors that are attached, they have two kids, which are much louder than the dogs. So I didn't know if there was a way that you knew that we could kind of make, I mean, obviously we can't like add anything to the walls or anything like that we do rent and everything like that. But I didn't know if there's a way that you knew that we could make it more soundproof so we didn't like hear our neighbors walking up and down the stairs because they kind of just sound like werewolves the whole time. So, I didn't know if you had any tips or tricks or anything like that. And thank you so much for all your help. I love listening to the podcast. And hi, Maggie and Matthew. Thank you guys too. Uh, Yeah, have a great day.
0: Oh my God. Maggie (laughs) could see me like literally lose my life on this one. Because, (laughs) first of all, I'll say I have so much empathy for this one, Mm -hmm. like a lot. A few years ago, I lived in a condominium with a partner, but we were renting it. Mm -hmm. And when we moved in, we had. A person was living above us who had full carpeted floors. So we never noticed the problem, right? Mm-hmm. About three or four months in, they decided they were going to go to hardwood floors. Mm. And they went down to subfloor and then they put on, uh, I, I swear to God, the world's thinnest fucking, you know, mm-hmm. um, wood floor I've ever fucking heard of in my entire life. because And they had a, a seven-year-old and a four-year-old mm. who played all the time and with a, a dog. So it was a nightmare constantly, all the time, every night, you know. And it would be like four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, constantly mm-hmm. right above our heads. This one can be maddening. Sound and not feeling like you can be in your space without being yeah. thrown off can be maddening. I have some bad news. There isn't a whole lot you're going to be able to do about it. We can mitigate it, right? We can mitigate it a little bit. But you said you don't want to put anything on the walls. And that kind of takes away anything we can really do because mm-hmm. blankets and putting a, a several loads of blankets old clothes in the trouble spots all of that doesn't make a difference even if it's like you have one of those clothes hangers that has like you know those portable clothes hangers you know what i'm mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. you put that like right there in front of the walls and that does make a difference anything that mm. dampens the noise at all that can absorb the noise I mean, Matthew is our sound engineer. He can kind of tell you more than me, but essentially, anything that you can put by the walls to dampen it would do really good. Matthew, what are your thoughts on it, buddy? If you're there? Yeah, so for blocking sound, the only two things you have to worry about are volume and density, and let's volume of the material, not like volume of the sound. so like the more material you have and the denser it is, the more sound it's gonna block. It's really as simple as that. So, so question here. So, if I had like three layers of blankets on a wall, would that dampen it like a, a good amount? Would that do anything? It would depend on how thick the blankets are. Like, if you have really loud traffic noise outside, it's probably not going to solve that. Yeah. See, uh, that's the, the big, other thing about yeah. uh, insulating for sound. You can kind of think of it as the same way as insulating for heat. So, if you seek out, like, little cracks in the windows and mm-hmm. try and fill, like, all the little cracks yeah. that you can, that'll help, too. Yeah, that's a really good point. So, like, if you had... Like, you can get those, um like, heat gun phone sensors. Like, you mm-hmm. can download the app that would show you some of the heat and stuff. It's not, like, perfect. They're not great. But there, some of them are free. <laughs> and that, well, and, and that's like, good. And that might show you where some of that is, too.
2: And they have sound dampening curtains. Like, you know...
0: Yeah, but, like... I mean, you're going to put holes in the walls with that yeah. too. I mean, you can, there is something, there's some things you can do. Maybe that isn't super bad and you, by doing this, it'll help enough. But well, if it, you have it on both walls, you got kids on one mm-hmm. side and you got dogs on the other side, I think you're in a whirlwind of noise. And I think that that will be hard to, yeah, to, and especially if you're sandwiched mm-hmm. between the two. That makes me think that it would be hard to solve completely. You know what I mean? I would say for your own sanity, if you have a room that's away from either of them, that's the room you dampen. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. You make one room in the whole space that is dampened. You know what I mean? Like. That's when you put every blanket on the wall you got. You put every goddamn thing in there that's going to collect noise and, and sound. And you're going to put like a whole bunch of clothes in there. You're going to put a whole bunch of foam stuff in there. Stuff animals everywhere. Yeah. And you're going to be in there, and that's going to be your sound space. Yeah. And that might be enough to give you a moment of like brevity. Yeah, you can go even in if and, like watch some TV, even and relax. if it's a closet. I yeah. know that sounds nuts, but I've been there. Mm -hmm. even if it's a goddamn closet that would feel a lot better to you than that maybe it's your bathroom maybe it's somewhere where you just feel a little bit more yourself if that's possible it might not be based on the design of your your home but if it is that would be my guess that would be the the best thing i could tell you to do now as far as like what else you do there really isn't much you can do it really isn't i mean Mm -hmm. i i think that there are ordinances, there's laws, but let's be honest, proving this and getting it to be done and getting landlords to do this stuff is hard. They just mm-hmm. don't listen. They don't take it seriously. You know, a lot of laws will have that every renter deserves a quality of, like, peace sound-wise. I don't know how it's worded. Maybe you might remember how it's worded more than me. Mm-hmm. But, like, in the book we have coming out in August, we have a specific section about sound, mm-hmm. and we talk about it extensively, like technically in most states in america It's just a noise ordinance yeah there is like literally verbiage in the state bylaws about renting that states that you need to have a good quality of life including like peace of sound mm-hmm. you know between this hour and that hour you know what i mean between 10 o'clock p.m and 6 o'clock a.m silence yeah you know what i mean but like the reality of that just isn't really always there, mm-hmm. and if the quality of materials built that built the duplex aren't necessarily there, then other than putting density foam in the wall, there isn't a whole lot you can do, yeah, you know, so I hope we helped a little bit, but you know sadly, there isn't a whole lot we can do in a mm-hmm. scenario like, like that, but i my my heart goes up to you, hopefully mm-hmm. um it gets better over time. And maybe you can find a place that works better for you. And if not, maybe, um, you know, maybe maybe the, the dogs get a little bit more settled in mm-hmm. and the kids grow up and you don't have an issue. You know, <laughs> just wait them out. Wait out. The dogs only live 12 years and kids are going to be out of the hi- high school by 18. Just wait. <laughs> just wait a few years. <laughs> Sending you love.
2: Okay. So we have Pam. Um, My name is Pam, pronouns are she, her, and I wish I could call in, but with screaming kids and barking dogs, getting a few minutes quiet is almost impossible for me. This is a question of who should I even call for this sort of thing? I don't own property, so I can't call my landlord. She doesn't know how to fix anything, obviously, but I am at a loss to where to go from here. Plumber, drywall person, what can help? Cheesy puff and princess cat tax. Ah, okay. I was like, where's the problem? But it's in pictures. So I'm going to pass it off to you. Oh, okay. Here it looks like some tile and bathroom drywall issues.
0: Oh, right. So we're and having cute kitty photos. Okay, hold on. I, I'm specifically going to look at the cat photos. Oh, my <laughs> God. Okay, we have an orange cat and a whole bunch of sticky notes. Yeah. Rainbow sticky notes, by the way. And that cat is blurry, so you get a D minus for me in that one. <laughs> um, you gotta take go- clear, crisp
2: cat photos. Yeah, please.
0: <laughs> if you're gonna send us cat photos, don't don't like give us like these like blurry pictures. I want like a glam shot photo of a cat you know what i mean <laughs> i want them like i want glitter i want feathers i want like fallout you know <laughs> them in, i want them in their zone you know but this white cat there's this white cat with beautiful yellow eyes mm. uh, i don't know what their name is but i'm gonna say uh wait oh wait their names are right there so this one is definitely Princess. Their name is Princess. Yeah. And then Orange Cat is more likely named Cheesy Puff. You know what, honestly? <laughs> the, the cat is, l- this looks like Cheesy Puff. Like,
2: princess and Cheesy Puff. They I, do look like a princess I, and I have Puff. to say,
0: if I have, you're 100%. that white cat looks. It is <laughs> a princess. She, the white cat looks like she gets whatever the fuck she wants. <laughs> and the Orange Cat is just like,
2: please, can I have more soup, please? <laughs> Lisa, can I have some more?
0: Okay. Now (laughs) the reason why you called in is not for the fucking cats. It's wow. It's about this bathroom. Oh boy. Okay. So let me describe what I'm seeing. It's not just a ginormous hole in the wall where the tile is by your bathtub. There is, it's tile, but also it's it, the the boarding, the uh, I think that might be drywall. It all mm-hmm. depends. I don't know if that actually is drywall. That is drywall. Yep. The drywall behind the tile is uh, ripped out, and then the tile is ripped out. It looks like they cut it. Oh, they cut it in the mortar line. Okay. So they cut it in the mortar line. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know who did that, but that's going to make it harder to make this patch good for the tile Mm. and then there is molding and there is damage above the tile um, peeling there was probably not enough caulking above it Mm. and then there's mildew on the ceiling yeah and on the wall and then there is i think that there was severe damage where the rods go for your curtain rods yeah there's severe damage that's just like I don't know if it just rotted out, but it 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 looks like there's a chunk missing, and then it is the 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 rod is just put into it. So i I have a question right away. Did you, when you moved in, was this like it? Was Mm -hmm. this what it was like when you moved in? Because if that was the case, it should never have been left like this. Yeah. You know. Uh, The second thing is that cut in the wall. That's exposed, that has like crumbling drywall. And I mean, there's tile that's next to it that's cracked. I didn't even notice that first, Mm -hmm. but there's a cracked tile. This is a complete renovation.
2: This is bad. Do you think that they used all drywall and no cement board? Yes. That's what it looks like, right? That's
0: what it looks like. That's why I was saying, so for those who don't know, you do not put drywall behind a bathtub. Now, we did down in Topeka because everything else was, and what we took out was, and we didn't really really have much of a choice. Mm -hmm. We couldn't use cement board in this instance, so we used what we could, right? But typically, nine times out of ten, you never, ever put drywall right by a tub in the bathroom, Mm -hmm. right? Now, for those who don't know, drywall will soak up the moisture in the room like no one's goddamn business, right? Mm -hmm. Cement board will push it away like cement board is what you typically would find like you know in the kitchen like in the floor often other times mm-hmm. you'll find that in the bathroom behind your shower yeah behind your shower but this is this is straight up drywall yeah this is straight up drywall and then tile put on the drywall might be the reason why the mildew was so bad mm-hmm. i i think that okay first and foremost if you were to go to get a contractor yourself it would be a general contractor the, I I think you would want someone with. It's not necessarily. It doesn't look to be a plumber thing. This is a general contractor thing. You could get a quote and then send this over to your landlord mm-hmm. and then take pictures and then talk to your tenant resources. Today feels like a very heavy day with with renters' rights. Yeah. For um. Sure. And I think this is a really another uh good time for us to say this, but like. I I think there's a real problem in this country with landlords not upholding their end of the bargain, mm-hmm. and I understand that you might be strapped for money, you might be in this situation where you you can't help them, but that I'm telling you right now that is unlivable. That is an, a, a disgraceful space to not be helping in. Do you know what I mean? Like you have like real serious issues in that room. If all of that stuff happened after you moved in, hey things happen it's okay chances are they you weren't you weren't the one who put a hole in the, in a tile somebody <laughs> mm-hmm. was a professional attempted that mm-hmm. but it was they cut it into the mortar line of the tile mm-hmm. which will make it harder to match the tile oh. so you almost have to redo it yeah and that there's a lot of problems with all this you know that's a major renovation in that bathroom so A general contractor and then having them give a quote. Get one or two, maybe three. And then you send in the quote to your landlord and tell them, hey, this is what we're looking at. Like, this is not good. Mm -hmm. If you want me to sign the lease or re-sign the lease, this is what we have to do, you know? And this, a lot of this work, if you have not done this work before, this is not where you start. Yeah, You don't start with this, you know? With the molding that you have, I think you can do some stopgaps, like, to give you some you know, reprieve of this a little bit. And that's when we add in, you know, the mold killer sprays we've talked about. Mold killer is a specific product that we talked about before. Mm -hmm. But even the mold and mildew blockers, I like a lot. Those are good too. But make sure that you're not using bleach. We don't want bleach in these products, okay? So whatever you're using, trying to get a bleach-free formula, Bleach doesn't kill the 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 mold. It just gives an impression of killing the mold. Mm-hmm. So you want to get products to actually kill it and, and make sure it's good. But don't stop once you don't see it anymore. Mm-hmm. You keep doing it for a few weeks. So the rule of thumb with mold and mildew is spray it, let it foam and sit for 15 minutes, then wipe it down with some vinegar and dish soap and some um, water mixture. Add it to it, wipe it down nice and dry, and then repeat that process every like two to three days for about three weeks. Like you know, mm-hmm. two times a week minimal, and then for three weeks, and then hopefully that works. And then you get yourself a, a dehumidifier and try to suck the moisture out of the room to help you a little bit there. So that would be what I would do. Now all the damage in that room, you're you're going to continue to have problems if you don't get that wall patched up mm-hmm. right
2: with the right type of wall
0: yeah yeah i mean i fear that you rip up the whole thing you put cement board i mean we're talking into the thousands Mm -hmm. you know like this that's a large job you know that's a whole bathroom renovation and bathroom renovations are not easy to do Mm -mm. they're always difficult because they're tight confined spaces they have a lot of intricate things to think about you know um like i said like cement board is not drywall it has a whole different you know way of functioning to it, you know? So I hope you're okay. I hope that we answered it enough. But my heart goes up to you and every renter who's yeah. facing problems where they can't they're even afraid to maybe bring this up to the landlord. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm gonna tell you right now, if you're afraid of talking to your landlord about this, there's issues with the landlord. Yeah. Okay. No one should be afraid to speak to the person who's responsible to take care of them. Because here's the thing you sign a lease. You sign a lease with them And in the lease, it is this agreement that I pay you for the roof above my head. And any cost to make sure this stays to be a roof above my head is on you, right? Mm -hmm. I think this isn't a fucking contract. If you're going to be a landlord and you are going to pay the fucking mortgage of the damn building off of this, and you're going to use me as a way of income in some way, you better uphold your end of the bargain, right? So, I have a lot of feelings about it. Uh, yeah. And that's heartbreaking.
2: And there are some ten- tenant resources in the, you know, usually in your city. Most, you know, cities have it. If you're in a town, it might be the county. But if you like Google tenant resources within your area, there are generally like local programs that can help you basically talk to your landlord in a more official way because. Every tenant um, across the U.S. has the right to uh, a home that it is, you know, habitable. And if you have a bathroom that was not put together properly and is continuing to deteriorate and, you know, creating mold and mildew issues because they didn't do it properly, that's a that's a legal issue as well. And it just sucks because, like, pe- like you said, people should not be put in this position. But my hope is that, you know, you can find some resources to help you talk to your landlord yeah i hope that
0: everything goes well with that my heart goes up to you and please take care and i hope that you have a solution soon
2: okay we have katie dear mercury i have a house that was built in 1938 and it has lovely arched doorways the wall texture is falling apart in some spots how do i repair this i want to paint i'll send some pictures love clueless katie in minnesota
0: okay Thank you, Katie, for sending that in. The First and foremost, when I'm looking at these photos, it looks like sponge texture. Mm -hmm. And you can create this sponge texture by getting, like, boy, Maggie, what are those called? Are those textured sponges? Is that what those are called that you can, like, shape and change by just, like, peeling pieces of it off? Do you know what I'm
2: talking about? Yeah. I don't know that they have another name other than texture sponges. I I think there's texture sponges. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: think that's what they are because you can take these texture sponges and just, like, you know peel them off basically Mm -hmm. so there's two routes that you can go that you can use joint compound and then take the texture sponge and then print it into the joint compound and then let it dry that way Mm -hmm. you can even do it with like something that's going to set faster with like maybe 20 minute one might set faster and then you do that and then it will kind of like look the way you want it to look does that make sense Mm -hmm. Um, but the first thing you want to do is, like, sand it down. It's going to get worse before it gets better, okay? <laughs> so make sure the area is clean and, and removed. And then you want to make sure that you take everything off, make sure it's good to go. And then you are going to want to then prep it. So make sure it's 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 good to go. And then you add the, in a the 20-minute mud and add the sponge. And that should be all you need to do. Then you paint. <laughs> so
2: it's kind of like a just a simple drywall patch, but
0: yeah, yeah it's kind of like a drywall patch. But we're kind of just adding the texture to it. Yeah, and that's that. It's as simple as that. It may be a different type of um sponge that you need. It might be a little bit of experimental. The best thing with those kind of things is that you can always change it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like if you mess up the texture, guess what? You get to do it again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Also, if you don't like that, if you don't Um, like using like the texture sponge, you could use HomeMex makes spray textures. Mm -hmm. And there are lots of different kinds of spray textures. If you go and you look at HomeX spray texture, like spray cans or in these aerosol cans, you may find one that looks best for you. And it doesn't look like knockdown. It just straight up looks like sponging. Mm -hmm. Um, You might get a sponge effect from a spray can, but I think your best bet is to use a texture sponge.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, that's what it looks like.
0: Okay, Katie, I answered that so quick and so good. <laughs> I hope you are having a great day. I filled your brain with knowledge and things.
2: This one is from Paula. She says, I have four kitties and a dog, if that counts. Why does my toilet glug, glug, glug after a flush and toilet paper stays floating even if all of the water goes down?
0: yeah sure and there's, there's puppies and dogs here yeah, are we are, are, kitties. oh my god okay that dog looks like lassie that looks like fucking <laughs> lassie that is the most beautiful dog ever and oh my god there's like five well, there's four there's cats so many kitties four cats and okay i don't even know what's going on with the toilet i just love it
2: <laughs> <laughs> i know it goes glug 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 and then the toilet paper stays in the toilet it, doesn't it go sounds the like down. there's
0: an air pocket in the mm-hmm. toilet so It sounds like, so So what happens a lot is that there is an S curve Mm -hmm. in your toilet, right? If you look in the side of your toilet, you can actually see like this S curve that happens. And what is happening with that is that that helps prevent something called backflow prevention. That is like preventing smell coming out of your sewage Mm. line. That is preventing, you know, having water shoot up at you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it prevents those major things you don't want to think about. So, what happens sometimes in those, those little pockets, right in the the curve of the S, right? Mm-hmm. Those two pockets. You get, you know, some type of blockages that will hold air sometimes. And then that will be the... Gl- 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 <laughs> psh, you know, that kind of noise. And if it doesn't fully flush, it might be that. So... How do you solve that problem? I think this is when you get a toilet auger. Mm. This is my favorite thing to tell people who are having problems with toilets. It's also called like a closeted auger, I think. Hmm. Um, It just sounds like a gay auger in a lot of ways. (laughs) 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 But yeah, no, uh, uh, a toilet auger basically is an auger that has like a chain on it that has like a wire chain on it that's about like maybe three to five feet long it's the length of the s curve and then it has a sliding pipe that one is larger than the other and it slides up and down and each time it slides up it pushes the that wire down into the toilet and you can also turn it and you can do that motion at the same time and that can really clear things out don't get a cheap one though the $20 ones, the $15 ones, the $5 ones are just awful. They're mm, too thin. Mm-hmm. They're too thin and loosey-goosey. You need something that's firm, tough, and going to take a beating. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a good strap-on is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, so I recommend get like the 45 the $55 ones. Mm-hmm. And if you can, get a, get a bag for it. Get one of those. Bags that it goes in, and it can prevent it from smelling real bad. Sometimes, oh, yeah, that would be good. Oh yeah, got to err the side of caution with those. But yeah, a toilet auger will be the route I would go, and I hope that helps you. Is that is that good? Did I answer it good? What do you think, Maggie?
2: Yeah, sounds great.
0: Yeah, I like it. A toilet auger to get that poop <laughs> out of there. If it's still googling, googling. If it's still gurgling, murgling after that, then I would recommend. I mean, I don't know. If it was if gurgling after that, it might be. No, it's got to be the S. No, it has to be. I think that the only thing I'm seeing, it would have to be the S curve. Boy, I hope I don't eat my shorts after that one. Um, (laughs) No, I think it's got to be the S curve. If you think I'm wrong, write me. Text us at this number.
2: 608-205-8768.
0: Yeah, if you think I'm wrong, you fucking tell me. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Say it
2: to my face. Yeah, if you think I'm wrong (laughs) about that, you
0: let me know. But I think one of the only things that could be is a blockage of Mm air in it. Because the way that they described it makes me think that there is something in there, you know. Mm-hmm. And then ask Lassie, you know, to figure it out for you. You Go know get help, Lassie. Yeah, Lassie can come up to you and be like, woof, woof, woof. And then <laughs> it'd be like, oh no, there's something oh my one of the cats fell in the toilet. You know? <laughs> oh my God. Princess fell in the toilet. You gotta come save her, you know? <laughs> the stupidest joke. Hey, everybody, that is the end of the show. Thank you for being here. For the Handyman Hotline, we love when you are emailing and texting and calling us at this number. One more time.
2: 608-205-8768.
0: So please leave us your cues and we will give you uh, all the A's we possibly can. Um, <laughs> gift wrapped in a nice, nice uh, little ribbon of probably a lot of dick jokes and, and inappropriate language. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I hope that you learned something because I think we learned a thing or two yeah. while we were going along this line as well. I want to say a big thank you, as always, to my wonderful co host, Beggy Conrad, but also my wonderful sound engineer, Matthew Allen Haig, who answered some cues for us today, too. Woohoo! Woo-hoo.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Everybody, thank you for tuning into this episode. Please remember to support our million dollar fundraiser. On March 30th and 31st, you can even donate right now if you are able to by clicking the link in the description of this podcast. Mm-hmm. That being said, remember, you're worth the time it takes to learn a new skill. The theme song for the Handyman Hotline was written by Rody Walker. The questions were picked out by our production assistants Ray and Basil. And the sound was engineered by Matthew Allen Hag. Thank you for listening. See you next time. This episode is sponsored by our friend Snug Plug. You know I don't do many sponsorships, so when I do, you know that I believe in the product. We all face outlets sometimes that have loose connection. They just fall out. When you're doing your vacuuming or you're trying to charge your phone, it just falls right out of the wall. Well, now with Snug Plug, you don't need to worry about that anymore. You just insert that, and it'll be nice and snug, a wonderful invention that I think you should get as well. And you can support us here at the podcast by going to the affiliate link and getting yourself a Snug Plug if you enjoyed this episode of the handyman hotline you can listen to an even longer version by supporting us on patreon if you support us on patreon ten dollars or more you'll be able to get an extra long 30 to 45 minute section every single week isn't that amazing more of me and maggie wow so thank you so much for all those who already support us and you too can support us and listen to more on our patreon thank you bye-bye If you enjoyed this episode, please help us keep the pirate ship alive by supporting our sponsors, the wonderful iFixit. They fight for your right to repair and make really cool tools in the process. If you need to fix your phone, laptop, or even a vacuum, iFixit has thousands of parts, tools, and free guides to make your life a little bit easier.
2: So grab your hammer and nails and paint your nails if you want to, you're worth it.